Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Wednesday, which means it's podcast day. And if you have tuned in, which you probably have because you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you. We are at episode 21 for season number four, which means this is the last episode for this season. And we'll be transitioning into season five um, but in, a, in, in a little bit. Uh, we'll probably take a break here shortly to get content, brainstorm, and reset, which is what we're actually going to be talking about today. But before I jump into today's episode, I want to prepare you guys. Season five is going to be very different, and there will be some changes that I um, will be implementing And I hope there are good changes. I've prayed about it. I've talked to my husband about it several times. I've talked to several content creators or uh, content planners. And I feel like this is the direction we should be going with the podcast. I've gained quite a bit of listeners, um, very dedicated listeners. So thank you for you who's listening. But also, I I do believe it's time to shift things a little bit. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this next season and all that will be in store for that. So (laughs) brace yourself and get ready for season five because it will be it'll be a doozy and it'll be, I believe, uh, a ride for a lifetime. So let's get into today's episode, into today's episode. Today's episode, we're going to talk about resetting, which I think it's very uh, fitting being that it's the last episode for this season, we'll be taking a break. And hopefully this is an encouragement to you. While you may not be in the reset season as I am in, in terms of podcasting, you probably have a season or you have a thing that you need a reset in. So backstory, I've been going through the Bible as it is and just going through from chapter to chapter, just trying to enjoy the word of God in a different way and truly studying uh, the meat of what the word of God presents. So going through the book of Leviticus, I found it very intriguing. First of all, if you want a ton of rules and a ton of regulations and do's and don'ts, read the book of Leviticus. It, I mean, it'll set it plain, plain and simple. Do this, don't do this. Do that, don't do that. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. So there's all these different rules. There's these commands that the Lord uh, was giving Moses to give to Aaron (laughs) to then give to the Israelites. And reading through all these different rules and regulations obviously can be strenuous reading that. Uh, it's, It's as if you're back in school all these fine print that you have to try to remember and try to understand, but at the same time in the context of the audience then, and does it apply to me now? So all these different things I was going through in my mind, but one of the greatest things that I captured from the entire book of Leviticus, and that's probably because of the season that I'm in right now, this is why it stood out to me. But one of the biggest things was to strive after a heart of holiness or to follow the call to holiness. So 
if you get a bunch of rules and regulations, a lot of times we tend to put walls up. We, we tend to put our guards up and we think, you know, you're not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. And I think a lot of that has to do with this culture. We, we like to be independent. We like to say we have it all figured out, which, I mean, to each their own. But at the same time, rules and regulations, these different precepts that we have in place helps us to govern well or helps the authority to govern well. And rules aren't just there because they want to be there. It's not just set in place because some weirdo thought, oh, this would be a cool rule. There was probably a reason behind it. There was probably a why behind the what. And, you know, that's just rules in general. I'm, uh, this is, I'm not talking about biblical rules. I'm just talking generally speaking. They're there because there is obviously a why behind it. Someone thought it through. Someone thought through how this can affect generations to come. If we have this in place, what this will do for society. So back to Leviticus, God gave Moses, who then had to relay the message to Aaron, who then had to relay the message to the Israelites, all these different things that they had to abide by, uh, the Sabbath, the festival of the Passover, offering fruits, how they should conduct themselves, how they should treat their neighbors, sexual relations, what they should eat and shouldn't eat, do not steal, do not lie. So it's a, a little bit coordinating with the Ten Commandments. Don't seek revenge, eating blood that's forbidden, unlawful sexual relations. I think I already said that, but you get the point. All these different rules, all these different regulations. And when I was first reading it, I thought, man, God really was trying to cover all his bases. Like he, boy, he just, he didn't want to miss a beat. And, and then as I'm reading it a little bit more, there's, there's a couple of things I noticed. So God gave certain rules and then the Israelites tried to adhere to those rules, but then fell back into their old ways. They tried to eat what the Lord provided, but then they started complaining that they want to go back to Egypt. They gave up their idols and then they wanted them back because they remember their times in Egypt and so on and so forth. Like it just kept back and forth, back and forth, emotional roller coaster of the Israelites. And then we get to Leviticus chapter 22 verse uh, 31. And God said, keep my commands and follow them. I am the Lord. Do not profane my name for I must be acknowledged as holy by the Israelites. I am the Lord who made you holy and who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. And that's when it hit me. That's when it dawned on me that all these rules and regulations, they weren't because God was trying to be controlling or, you know, just, I guess, controlling. That's the best word for it. God was calling the Israelites to be set apart. And I think it even mentions that in the, in this chapter or within the book of Leviticus, calling the Israelites to be set apart, to be different and to respond in worship to God in a manner and with a heart of holiness. And that's my charge to you is in this reset, and not just because I'm taking a break from podcasting, but just in general, wherever you are in your life, 
there should be a point that's pivotal where you take a reset and recharge and kind of refocus where your heart is. And in your walk, in every season of your life, we should reset back to the call to holiness. God made us holy. For those of us who have repented and went through the salvation process, God has made us holy. That's understood. But oftentimes we stop at that holiness. We stop at salvation and we say, we believe in Jesus. And yeah, that's about it. And there's nothing more we do. We, we, it's not a, a, a working progress in our faith line upon line, precept upon precept. We don't work on it at all other than just random stuff that we, you know, quit smoking, quit uh, cursing, quit drinking, quit our sexual relations, and the list goes on. So we, we follow these certain rules to, to a certain extent. But a lot of the times what we find is that we initiated salvation by accepting Jesus in our heart and then it ended there. And then we fall back into the old ways. We are easily tempted to go back to default, back to the to the lifestyle that we previously had before. And what God was trying to instill in the Israelites is that, hey, look, I have brought you out of slavery. I have brought you out of the rut and the pit that you were in. I've pulled you out of that. And I'm taking you to a promised land. But in order to continue this journey that you're on, I need you to pursue holiness. And in order to pursue holiness, there's all this in the background. And all this is the rules. And it's not rules to make you dread. There are rules for you to be set apart. It's for you to be different. It's for you to not look like your neighbor. It's for you to not look like your old self. Because there were certain things that, you know, normal everyday people were doing that it wasn't necessarily a sin. But what God was trying to emphasize in the Israelites is, I want you to be different. I want you to be a part of holiness that shifts the idea of what following God really looks like. God wanted the Israelites to be a set apart people. God wants you and I to be a set apart people. That's what Christianity is, to be set apart and following the heart of Christ to be walking daily in a heart of repentance. And this heart of repentance is not one that is condemning or poor little me, but rather it's one that's done in love and acknowledging the fact that we are broken human beings. We mess up, we fail, and we need a reset. From time to time, we need a reset. So giving God, get this, giving God what is less than our best is an insidious form of cursing. And it mentions it in Leviticus chapter uh, 22, verse 31. Keep my commandments and follow them. I'm the Lord your God. Do not profane my holy name, for I must be acknowledged as holy by the Israelites. When we acknowledge God, when we worship God, we should worship him with our best. But oftentimes we don't because there are certain parts of our heart that isn't quite holy. 
There are certain parts of our lifestyle, our character, our speech, the way we dress, the way we respond, the way we act with different people, the people that we hang out with, the things that we partake in. There are parts of our lives that genuinely are not holy. We're not pursuing holiness in these areas. We've given excuses as to why we can dabble in in these things, why we can justify these things. And Jesus, God says here, give, give me, acknowledge me as holy. I am the Lord who made you holy, who brought you out of Egypt. I am the Lord. And he makes a specific statement. Do not profane my name. Why? Because if you profane God's name, then maybe just maybe you're truly not holy. And I feel too, it's like a slap in the face. Like I brought you out of Egypt, then you profane my name. Come on now. So giving God what is less than our best is an insidious form of cursing. And it becomes easier and easier that eventually leads to destruction. The more we give God just bits and pieces of our life, the more we will refuse to give him our life it'll become easier and easier and easier until we're only christian by namesake we're not truly living for the lord so holiness following jesus yes it's more than just rules and laws and regulations but the key thing is is having a desire to be set apart And it requires you and I to look different, to speak differently, to act differently. Holiness requires a witness. Whenever we worship, worship the Lord outside of the church building. When we worship the Lord in our day-to-day walk, it a witness must follow. And when, when I say a witness, I mean a testimony should follow that. We shouldn't just say we love the Lord, we are pursuing holiness, but there's no fruits for it. There has to be some type of fruit to show for our holiness or our pursuance of holiness. So my encouragement to you, wherever you're at, whatever season you're in, to pursue first a reset. And that reset might be something simple as you creating a space in your home or in your room and saying, Lord, offend me or open my eyes to see where I have not pursued holiness. I need a reset. I need to hit that reset button because I've I've gone off on the deep end or I'm just I'm really not walking for you right now, God. I'm only Christian by namesake. Hit that reset button. It's not too late. I mean, you have breath in your lungs, so it's not too late. Hit that reset button and ask the Lord to reveal to you the parts of your life, you ha- your life that you haven't quite given up yet. You haven't quite surrendered to him. Because you have a tight grasp onto it. We have to be set apart. We have to look different. And it's it's not to be that weird Christian, you know. But at the end of the day, if our goal is to look like everyone else, then we've got Christianity completely wrong. Jesus was different. And people didn't just see it. It it was a, a spiritual thing. I've always said, my my prayer is, I want to be like the disciples after um, Jesus resurrected, where they walked and people were healed. 
I I, I want to have that lifestyle where, and I'm not just talking about physical healing. I'm just talking about just my day to day living that the witness that I leave behind, something shifts and moves in people's heart. And that should be what we should be craving after too. Not the results, not the praise from the results or the praise from the witness, because it's not about recognition or self-recognition. It all goes back to the Lord. Glory always goes back to God. But in pursuing holiness, in pursuing the heart of Christ, I want that when I face Jesus someday, he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. You you maximize every opportunity I gave you. You did it through me. That's what I want. And that's what I hope you, the listener, or who's listening, that's what I hope you want to. And then the way to get there is to hit that reset button and say, God, reveal to me. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Help me to start over again. Help me to, to refocus my mind, refocus my heart, because it's a little bit scatterbrained right now. And it happens. We're humans. We get distracted. Life happens. But it's never too late to start again. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you can hit the reset button and start pursuing holiness. Holiness should not just be a certain area of our life. Holiness should be our entire heart. It should be our our character. It should be our entire being. Holiness should be what we is where we're pursuing after. What we look at, what we listen to, what we say, what we receive, how we dress, what we post, all of that encompasses holiness. Everything we do. And I I know for some of y'all, you might think, oh, this is such a radical Christian thing. Yeah, sure, maybe. But the bottom line is, we should be set apart. Set apart means you look different. You are different. You're not like everyone else. And that's what Jesus has called us to do. Make, go into the world, make disciples of ourselves, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We should be f- walking in the Great Commission every single day. But too often we have excuses, human excuses. Some of them are silly excuses. And we don't give up the parts of our lives that genuinely needs to be given up to the Lord which is what we need to do. Give up those areas that aren't really holy and ask the Lord, make it holy. Make me holy. Because only he can. He says that I am the Lord who made you holy, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. So if God is the one you serve, if God brought you out of that pit, God is the one that can make you holy. So whatever season you're in, if you failed many, many times or just failed once, here's your time to hit the reset button. Here's your time to pursue holiness. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected on the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all.
But remember, God loves you most.